0: Welcome to the Your Life Now Show, where your life and your business matter. Your host is a certified executive coach and trainer with the passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you manage your life and your business at its best. And now, here's your host, Coach Ria.
1: Hello,
2: everyone, and welcome to the Your Life Now show. I am your host and executive producer, Ria Wolke, also known as Coach Ria. Thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to the show. I wish things are different than what we are right now. We are being challenged um, mentally and some people physically with this pandemic. Um, the COVID-19, the coronavirus, is um, attacking humanity, if you must say. um So today, I have the pleasure of uh, interviewing two doctors to tell us more about COVID-19 and uh, some of the tips and suggestions and how we can stay healthy and how we can flatten the curve. Please stay tuned. We'll be
0: right back.
2: Welcome everyone! Thank you so much for joining us today. It's Thursday, March 19, and we are live on the air with two amazing doctors. Um, today, I have the pleasure of interviewing um, Dr. Rafat Noor and we're going to start the show with him. Um, and uh, we'll wait till, um, till the half of the hour, past past the hour, um, to ask you questions. So, if you have any questions, I cannot open a chat room because I don't have help to answer some of the questions in the chat room. So bear with us, um, you can always listen to the show live right now, or you can listen to it to our archives, you can go to our website, you can go to iTunes, it's available on a lot of platforms. I will share it again, so don't worry, if you miss it now, you will hear it again. So thank you so much for being here. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Abu Noor. He has been active in clinical research since 1995. Um, his work has been published in nat- uh, Nature Medicine and New England Journal of Medicine, among others. Dr. Abunur is hematologist in Indianapolis, Indiana, and he's also affiliated with multiple hospitals, including many aspects, of course, including the Indiana Hospital. Um, so please help me welcome to the show Dr. Rafat Abunur. Thank you so much Hi. for being here, Dr. Abunur. <laughs> Hi! Hi. Thank
0: you. It's thank you, Coach Ria. It's a pleasure thank to be with you. hi
2: Crazy time, huh? Sure.
0: It is. It's is a very busy time.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's mine. Yeah. I wish it been different time, <laughs> but it's mm, always sure. uh, it's good to have to have the expert on our side. That's what I I am a big fan of. You know, having the expert on our side so we can get the facts straight from the expert. So, sure. Dr. Robin, you're, um you're in the front line of this. I mean, you probably can hear me. I'm very emotional about this because I think this is a very, very scary time for a lot of people. Sure. What do you have to say to us?
0: Well, um, I mean, I think we are on the right tracks. Not right now. I think you know the implementing social distancing is very important. You know, we just have to remember that viruses have been with us you know, for many, many years, and uh, they evolve over the years, and they mutate, and some, you know, we are facing, you know, pandemics like, you know, people faced it a 100 years ago. We are in better shape medically today. We have better equipment, better science. Uh, We can deal with you know, this epidemics or pandemics uh, better than, you know, uh, people did 100 years ago. But I think we all have to do our job, you know. So the the most important thing is that many people will get this virus and do just fine. You know, even in Italy, I mean, you're hearing about a lot of people dying in Italy, but, you know, 70% of the people who tested positive are doing fine. I think the people who are at high risk are going to have more severe disease, and unfortunately, some of them may lose their life. So, you know, the fact about this virus is that it's highly contagious. So it will spread quickly, and, you know, one one person who has the virus can spread it to, you know, 10, 50 people quickly. So that's why I think we are focusing on, you know, distancing, uh, distancing ourselves from others, you know, in a short period. Why are we doing that? For two reasons. One is that obviously we don't want to infect other people, but also we don't want to have a peak of many, many sick people at the same times. Because I think if we have many sick people at the same times, we can overwhelm the system. We won't have enough hospital beds. We won't have enough, you know, ventilator, breathing machine to help. Patients, So it is really, really important to slow the spread of the disease. And I think, you know, I know how hard it is to be just, you know, cooped in your house, not able to go anywhere, can't go to a restaurant, can't go to a beach or things like that. But the truth is that we all have to sacrifice for a couple weeks or maybe a little longer. But I think that will save many, many lives and also save the country from really going bankrupt. So, um, again, the fact is that it's a contagious virus, but not everybody gets sick. What we need to do is we need to make sure we are not get carrying the virus to other people, especially high-risk patients, older patients, people who have you know, lung disease, like COPD smokers, people who have a suppressed immune system. So we can do it, and uh, I just want to assure people that the majority of us will do fine. I think the most important thing is that the few patients who are you know, not going to be able to deal with that Virus And if all of them get sick at the same time, it's just overwhelming. I mean, if, you know, we won't have enough nurses, we won't have enough pharmacists, we won't have enough doctors, we won't have enough beds. So isolation, distancing ourselves from others and protecting the elderly, protecting the vulnerable pe- uh, people is so important now.
2: I mean, obviously, you know, we need to flatten the curve and it is really, as you said, it's very hard to, to stay isolated. And, and you know, every now and then we, we do run to, you know, the grocery store to get, pick up a few things. we like so conscious of it. You know, they give you a lot of information about like, you know, um time when you when you shop, time when you go out, you know, just to pay attention to your surroundings. Wow. I mean it is it is it is completely changing of our lifestyle, it changes of how we do things. It really I mean it is I feel like it's time for us to reinvent in you know, what we think about, you know, everything like common sense. Like I I think it it really falls down to common sense. I mean, are we using yeah. common sense? So, you know, as far as, I mean, you are in the front line. And I, I saw one of your posts on Facebook, which is really kind of concerning, like you said. Um, we really need to help stop the spreading of this. And, uh, yeah. um, and you know, if you, don't, if you don't protect, you know, our doctors and our nurses and our professionals that are going to help people get through this, by spreading the disease, not intentionally, I don't think anybody, hopefully not anybody try intentionally to do that, who's going to be looking after you? So you have yeah. to really think about that.
0: Um, sure. But where,
2: you know, what is your primary concern, you know, hearing from the medical community right now about covid uh-huh. nice.
0: Well, I mean, I think the primary concern is that, you know, ignoring the the virus, you know, because... Obviously, I mean, if you see bombs coming, you know, from airplanes or you see somebody, you know, shooting, you know, you you know that's your enemy and you're going to hide from it. The problem is that, you know, you don't know who carries the virus, who has the virus, uh, and who's going to spread it. So, And people just, you know, especially the young people, they feel that they are, you know, invincible and they're not going to get really sick. And and that's sad because, I mean, we see the people, you know, for example, in, uh, you know, South Florida uh, partying, you know, on the beach for, you know, uh, spring break. And, you know, when people are together that close, I mean, the spread of this virus can be amazing. I mean, we hear a story that a physician, you know, from Boston went to celebrate his 30th birthday with a couple of his friends. Four of them came back, you know, there were only six of them, four of them came back with the virus, you know. So it's just that people need to understand that we don't have to see that enemy to know it does exist. So, you know, it is important that we really listen to the isolation, stay away from each other. And unfortunately, I mean, you know, if you look at what's going on in New York, many actually young patients are being admitted for Uh, to being treated so it's uh, although they're going to probably do fine only the older patients are going to you know struggle become you know stay in the ICU longer or maybe lose their life but you know even if you just spend a week in the hospital as a young person that is you know taking you away from your life Uh, a lot of cost to you or to your insurance. So, you know, please, I think, people need to understand that this, you don't have to see the virus to know it does exist. We're seeing a large number of patients now, and we need to help and, you know, do our job in containing this virus and and, and preventing us from becoming a carrier. So that really the most important thing is that you – you know do not underestimate the power of transmission of this virus
2: so dr abunur let me ask you this question so um a lot of people i mean for i mean obviously the place to go to for any information right now people and i hope you you know back me up on that or what's your suggestion on that is the the ccd website because they really mm-hmm. keep an up-to-date information on everything but what mm-hmm. happens when people really think, again, people want to, when they know something, they can take precautions. But when they don't know something, yeah. they think, like, oh, it's, they're invincible, like you said. And so some people might not show any symptoms. They're not system, symptoms of, yeah. uh, what do you call it? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm
0: saying? Asymptomatic, so like, yeah. Is,
2: like, how, yeah, I mean, how long does it take from the time, from your knowledge right now, how long does it take from the time someone get infected to the time that they actually not showing symptoms
0: so again I, I just want to emphasize that majority of people will get infected and they don't have symptoms they're estimated oh, okay. in italy that 70 percent of the people who tested positive had no symptoms so it is that's really what's a you know, bothersome because Fairy. you know, when you have right. a lot of people who are positive carrying the virus, transmitted in around but asymptomatic, that's why it's going to be horrible to control the disease if you're not, you know, isolating people who've been in contact with somebody who is positive. So that's one thing that's really important that, you know, is not not everybody's gonna have the symptoms. But I mean if somebody's gonna become symptomatic it takes about four to fourteen days to, to start seeing symptoms, you know. So that's why most of the isolation guidelines now is up to 14 days.
2: Okay. But, again, I mean, this applies to, I mean, how do, how do we, like, you know, we go about it. I mean, obviously, you know, we, the, the best solution right now is to really, you know, uh, the social distance, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. But if you – what makes you think, like, you should get tested? I mean, obviously, we don't have enough testing right now. I mean, you know, can we actually create more panic and more hysteria? Yeah, when people, yeah, yeah. With
0: that
2: testing available, that's what scares me also, you know? Who yeah. should be going well, to get testing? Yeah, like.
0: yeah. So the the guidelines for testing is really evolving also, and it's evolving because, number one, is that unfortunately we are not prepared for mass testing, we we just not like South Korea or even Italy. We just don't have enough tests available to to do it. So basically, right now, it's really going is limited. You know, I mean, you know, I cannot order a test if I suspect that somebody been exposed just to find out if they have positive or not. They have to be symptomatic. They have to have fever. They have to have symptoms of cough. Uh, uh, chest discomfort, shortness of breath, you know, difficulty breathing. So you have to be symptomatic. I mean, if I get exposed to somebody with coronavirus, uh, virus, I cannot get tested yet that because the test is not available. So basically I have to have symptoms before I get tested. So unfortunately that is, I think, creating, uh, you know, a lot of difficulty, a lot of confusion uh, it's just not available. You know, the test is not available. Now the problem is, even if the test is available, let's say we can test a hundred million people today. Again, I mean, I think we're going to create a lot of anxiety. And what happens is that you know, the 48 hours you're waiting for the test results, you're going to be quite anxious. And even if you test negative it doesn't mean that you know in a couple of days you may not test positive. So I really think, you know, until this, you know, sort of flattened out, I think the most important thing is that we have to assume that we may be a carrier and try to be isolating ourselves. So we a you know protect other people maybe, but by being isolated protect ourselves from, you know, being exposed again and again. So uh, testing is not available, and testing can be confusing and testing can be uh, misleading, you know, because, um, you know, so... I, I don't think we need to focus on the testing right now. I think what we need to focus on is that this is a real enemy. It does exist. It's causing havoc. It's causing, you know, everything to fall apart. Unfortunately, fortunately, I mean, people are suffering emotionally. Uh, they are suffering financially. And the sooner we end this pandemic, the sooner we go back to normal. And I cannot emphasize the importance of trying to avoid being a carrier, transmitting the disease around. So I'm glad that a lot of people are listening to that, staying home. You know, you know, it shouldn't be a snow day. I mean, you know, you can't have a play date. You know, if you have your kids are at home, don't arrange for them to play with another kids, and for, because that's another way to spread it around. It is very. Cha- I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, you know, we haven't had anything like that because the snow day is annoying, but you can play with your neighbors. Now, this is not the same. You don't want to be playing Different. with other kids. Right. You don't want to spread it around. So it's a frustrating, and explaining it to young kids is not easy. I don't envy the position of the parents trying to explain why we're doing it because just, you know, we never had this before. You know, in my lifetime, you know, I never seen anything like this.
2: I mean, you've been in practice for 25 years, right? Um, professionally, as a doctor, and uh, um, you're well, I mean,
0: training before yeah. that, so <laughs>
2: right. I mean, yeah. well, I'm just saying, as a practice, you know, practicing, mm-hmm. you know, medicine, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and and but my my thinking here, um how do i but okay so the isolation is is it sounds really you know i mean obviously easy said and done right, but you know i mean yeah. we, we, i mean here this show is global, people listen to it everywhere um but who, here in the u s even like family members, you know you have let's say you have children and then you've got the parents yeah. and perhaps you have the grandparents right living all yeah. the house. Same household. What do you What do you suggest a family, large family, who lives together? Um, obviously, schools are closed now. Um, Essentially, a lot of people working mm-hmm. remotely. I mean, we're struggling economically, and we're struggling with everything right now. But. How can we yeah. stay strong? Like, how do we, what do you
0: suggest? I'd like to know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think we are, you know, in uncharted territory. We're trying to figure out what to do right. I mean, I have my elderly mother living with me. I'm trying to protect her, you know, so when I go home, I, you know, I go take off my clothes and wash and, you know, try to keep distance, you know, because I think, you know, vulnerable population, you need to be very careful with them. So that's, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, if you have any sign of symptoms, you know, you definitely need to isolate. But, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know what else to do um, other than, you know, common sense. I mean, you know, washing the hands again and again, you know, because, you know, that's how you transmit it, you know, um, we're you know if you're coughing or sneezing, you know, you know, try to cover it and, you know, wash your hands after, wash your face, you know. Things that are, you know, sort of common sense that we haven't done routinely because we've been sort of living in a society that doesn't have, you know, such contagious diseases around. So we, we took things for granted, but I think, you know, hygiene, uh, you know, cleaning – you know, air in your homes are very important. You know, getting fresh air is very important. You know, and things like that. So, um, it is something we keep learning about. You know, we we just you know, but the fact is that you know, we just you know need to stay home. I mean, and 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 you know,
2: but do like as few trips as home. possible.
0: Yeah. You can go walk. Right? You it's know, yeah. Right. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I was just thinking Go about for a it, walk. Especially. I, 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 Yeah, I, I feel, you know, um, yeah. um God bless you. Well, protect you as well. Because, yeah. I mean, you are in the front line. I mean, yep. do you see people, like, come in and just think, of, like, oh, you know, like, they have any symptoms or they fear? I mean, are they setting up some kind of guideline as far as, like, who enters the hospital? Sure. I mean,
0: stuff? obviously, I mean, you know. In in the medical field, we have been, you know, sort of uh, trained for many years to sort of limit infectious, you know, um, uh, spread, uh, you know, so we have universal health precaution and things like that. We know how to handle unusual infections, you know, you have to have, you know, special flow, reverse flow, things like that, special eye wear, you know, protections and special masks and things like that. So these have been around for many years, and I think we can adapt to that, you know, quickly. I think what we need to, you know, and what we're doing is we're trying to also limit the exposure of the staff to things. So what we're trying to do is that really, unless you are a patient, you shouldn't be in the hospital. You know, very few Patients require somebody to be with them right now, so we're trying to protect the patient, protect the staff, and protect the visitors. You know, so we don't want visitors in the hospital right now, and then um, you know, so that will that's a change. You know, that in the in the past we used to have people around. You know, the family members stay with them in the hospital at night. That's not going to happen now because it's just you know, you don't want to be different spreading things around. For different yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
2: Dr. Abunur, I really appreciate you being here, and I want to make sure I, I try to answer a lot of questions. I, I, I'm flooded with questions, and I, I you know, uh, bear with me, people. I'm going to try to answer as many questions for you as uh, mm-hmm. asking them, you know, the questions as possible. So, um, one of the the questions that came to me here just like a few minutes ago it says, uh, Dr. Abnur, do you have any suggestions around strengthening our immunity and respiratory system to reduce the impact of the, corona, of the coronavirus?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, that's, uh, you know, everybody probably has an idea how to do that. Um, It is very important, I think, to have a a balanced diet that is really rich with, you know, vegetables and uh, good source of protein, uh, very low-carbohydrate diet hydrating very well, you know, getting enough sleep. I mean, during this period of time, I think it's really important to get adequate amount of sleep. So try to exercise, walk, you know, uh, stretch, uh, meditate. You know, these are very important things, you know. Uh... you know, some people like to add ginger, like to add curcumin to their diets and, and, and vitamin C. I don't think that will hurt, that will help, you know. Uh, but it's important to really get a balanced diet, low in carbohydrate, and get adequate sleep, and stay very well hydrated. Obviously, you know, people need to avoid things that can you know, uh, impaired your lung function, such as smoking, for example. There are a lot of data now on certain drugs that are used for hypertension called ACE inhibitor that may have a role in, in making people more susceptible to getting lung damage, so, I think, you know, there are a lot of different blood pressure medications. So, if you're on one of these ACE inhibitor, maybe talk to your, you know, primary care physician, your doctors, have them change it, you know, or stop it for now. Uh, there's some concern that, uh, you know, because when you have fever and you have, uh, you know, achy body, you want to take an Advil, ibuprofen, or Aleve. And some people suggest that these drugs may not be, you know uh beneficial and maybe harmful in patients with coronavirus so instead of taking the you know the advil the aleve you know ibuprofen or naproxen you know just take tylenol um, you know so these are things that are evolving i mean i'm sure you just need to you know again look at the reputable websites you know the cdc you know um webmd and things like that they have good information
2: well, that's definitely uh, – uh, what about supplements? I mean, I know people are talking about vitamin C and, you know, and so on and so forth, and I even heard, of course, I mean, there's a lot of information out there that we mm-hmm. start, you know, cycling around, and you never know what's the right information. So I want to hear from you. So I, uh, they were Shanghai. They said that they were treating the coronavirus with a high um, potency of vitamin C. Now, do you see, like, people taking vitamin C? Is there any problem with people who take other drugs? that can
1: actually
0: interact with that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you really need to talk to your pharmacist or talk to your physicians about, you know, whether high-dose vitamin C is going to be safe for you or not um, because it may, you know, affect the metabolism of certain drugs. You know, in my field in chemotherapy, we know one drugs, you know, become inactive if you take a lot of vitamin C. So um, I think it's very important that we don't do the things without consulting, you know, the professionals. Uh, we may not have the answer. I mean, unfortunately, we don't always have the answer to you, but at least we can try to find an answer uh, you know there is you know some website like uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering has a very comprehensive website on supplements um, if somebody can goes you and, that and again? I
2: want to write it down so I can share it yeah Memorial. so it's
0: Memorial Sloan Kettering uh, Cancer Center uh, website has a very comprehensive list of all supplements and they tells you what these supplements are, you know, supposedly claim to help with. But I think the most important thing is that if they know something about contraindications or risk of the supplement, they will list that for you. So I think it's a very uh, useful website to help people and, you know, Navigate the world of supplement, which is, you know, it's a expensive uh, field, mm-hmm. and uh, t- truthfully, I mean, is not as regulated as you know uh, the regular drugs we use, you know, uh, routinely. So it's very important that one use these things with caution, you know. Um, you know, the thing about it is that your immune system is not going to turn around overnight. You know, it's a lifestyle. So when your lifestyle is full of stress, junk food, less sleep, you know, a lot of alcohol, smoking, you know, your immune system is not going to be good. So what we need to do is, you know, use this kind of, you know, now challenge that we're having to turn our lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle. You know, a diet that is full of good food, you know, a lot of good vegetables, good source of protein, uh, good source of fat, and then, you know, again, exercise, sleep well, meditate, drink a lot of fluid, water, a lot of water.
2: You know, basic common sense, you know, things that we should be doing anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to ask you one more question, and then I'm going to bring Dr. Um, Sadiq on the show, and then... I'd love to keep you on, but I can understand if you have to go. Um, so the question goes like this. Um, uh, are there long-term respiratory concerns after recovering from COVID-19?
0: Well, I mean, I, you know, the the truth is we don't know yet. I mean, you know, the recovering okay. patients are only a couple of months out, you know, so we don't know what the long-term means. But, you know, I think from just thinking about all these, you know, Cases that are similar in terms of, you know, causing acute respiratory uh, distress syndrome. Uh, once the patient recovers, usually they do really well and they uh, um, have a full recovery. So I think it's the acute process is the most uh, serious things. But I think in the long term, surviving, you know, the horrible pneumonia and the complication of that pneumonia. It's a good thing, and I my gut feeling is that long term they should go back to normal.
2: So you you see um, hope in in
1: us. Oh yeah, I mean I really do. I mean I think
0: yeah, I mean this is not the end of the world. I think we will do it together. I think the most important thing, the most important thing is that we do it together. This virus doesn't know color does not know sex, does, know, does not know ethnicity, uh, does not know borders, and does not know your political or religious affiliation is going to affect everybody. So, and the only thing when you have a common enemy is that we work together. And I have faith that people will work together. We may not like each other at some point, but I think we need to at least work together. So we can, you know, the impact of this challenge is minimized because you just, you know, I think the longer we drag it on and the more patients get sick quickly and you have large number of sick people, it's just going to drain the economy and then we're going to be, you know, set back a few years. Let's just make sure that the setback is only a few months.
2: Well, hopefully that's, uh, that. you know, I, I hope that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, anything else that you'd like to share with us before I bring on Dr. Um, uh, Sadiq? Uh,
0: no, I mean, I, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you, Coach Ria, and I thank you for this opportunity. Hopefully we will all you. be talking about something more fun soon.
2: I hope so. I'm supposed to be celebrating my 90 years anniversary, uh, but I, I I really do appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, stay safe. Um, stay healthy. You too. And God bless you. Thank you so Thank much you. for being Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right.
2: Okay. Bye bye. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we'll bring on um, our next guest, Dr. Shamil Sadiq. Thank you for being here. Please stay tuned.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
2: We are so excited about the new things we are working on to make Your Life Now Radio Show the place where you can learn and share your message with the world. For more detail on how you and all your business can participate and get involved, Schedule a free call with Cotria at meetme.so forward slash Cotria and I'll be more than happy to share with you how we can help you and your business by sharing you, your business, and your message with the world. Whether your world is local or global, we have great solutions and ideas for you. For more information, contact us at www.cotria.com dot your life now dot info again that's your life now dot info. hello and welcome back my friends you are listening to your life now show i am your host and executive producer ria Wilkie, also known as coach ria welcome and thank you so much for being here um, before the break, we were speaking with Dr. Rafat Abunur. He shared a lot of great information, and he shared a lot of helpful, um, actually, uh, websites that you can go for extra information, which I will uh, re-listen to it and try to make sure I share it with you guys on, um, on this link. And also on other platforms that we uh, we share this, uh, um, this show with. And now it's my pleasure to introduce you again to actually my first guest on the Your Life Now show nine years ago. See, uh, Dr. Shamim Sadiq, she was supposed to come back on the show for, to help me celebrate our nine-year anniversary on the show. Um, different time calls for different measurements. We're still celebrating because we are still alive and we're still, you know, Um, trying to do our best to help others stay safe and stay healthy. And, and of course, you know what the intention of the show. The show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. We shared a lot of helpful tips, a lot of helpful information, but please make sure whatever information you implement uh, from the show, you take full responsibility for your action, and then look up for facts, make sure you validate everything, it's your life, so why don't you live it your way? So again, let me introduce you to Dr. Shamin Sadiq. Dr. Shamin Sadiq is an internist in Illinois. She has worked. Uh, she works for Carol Foundation Hospital as hospitals. Um, she received her medical degree from Government Medical College of Jammu and Kashmir, and she has been in practice for more than 20 years um she's also a best-selling author you can check out her books on amazon um and uh i am so excited so excited to have you back on the show (laughs) hello my
1: friend hi hi good afternoon ria how are you
2: Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Sadiq. I really appreciate you also taking the time. I know we were trying to coordinate with the crazy stuff that is going on uh, right now. I really appreciate Dr. Agnur taking the time and yourself taking the time to come on the show and share you know, your thoughts and your suggestion on how we can survive this epidemic and, and this crazy time. That we all be in challenge. I called. I don't know if you heard the intro in the beginning of the show. Um, I feel like you know this this virus is like almost an, a war attack on humanity. We be in challenge and uh, we are in the front line. But what really, who's really in the, on the front line is you and Dr. Abunur, the the professional who are in the face of uh, of this because you 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 cannot sit home and, and not do anything. You have the hospital stay open um close, schools are closed uh, restaurants are closing up businesses are closing up, but the only place that really staying open right now are hospitals and clinics so I really appreciate you guys being there so with that being concerned what was um what is what is it being in the front line of all of this um dr Sadiq, what do you, what do you, what is your concern what do you, what do you feel it's um
1: it well, you all, or you
2: feel at ease. Thank you ready. so much
1: for mm. getting me back on uh, to connect with you. Yes, uh, congratulations once again for your nine thank years. you. And you're doing an awesome job. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Um, thank you, thank you. Speaking from, uh, from a physician's perspective, I would say I have a little mixed feelings right now. As much as I'm scared about where all this mayhem and pandemic is going on, but I'm also glad and I'm, um, I'm privileged enough to be one of those frontline people who are in a position to help humanity, to help us all get together, rise about this small virus which has rattled the whole world, and try to help people get a perspective, stay safe, provide whatever resources and helpful information we can provide them, and help us bridge this gap and help us flatten the curve and do whatever we can to help humanity rise about this again. Although from a different perspective. So, do you have any time.
2: immediate concern right now? I'm I'm just wondering to hear from you on on this. Any immediate concern?
1: I think my immediate concern is like uh, people have this fear of unknown. They are people are physically fearful of the virus. It's the uncertainty that's killing the people. They are afraid of losing the loved ones. They are petrified that they might see death in the face. And they feel like they may not get all the answers. And uh, they want to go back to their routine. They want honest answers about the virus. My response to people around the world is yes, this is a hard time. For humanity. This is a hard time. It's a pandemic crisis. But having said that, it hit the world with like a big, big bomb. And as much as we would want to have quick fix of it, we have to together and try to minimize it. Like uh, the health guidelines and the CDC are emphasizing on flattening the curve. The crisis is here. But our goal as frontline physicians is try to minimize it as much as possible. Hopefully with timely interventions, timely cures, timely treatment, this will be a thing of that. Until then, my message to humanity, to people around the world is please do not give up. Try to stay safe. Practice social distancing because that helps flatten that curve too. And emphasis on cleaning your hands, maintain strict hygiene, and of course, keep your loved ones safe. The important. Thing so I, I want to
2: ask was... you the same question because I'm sorry I interrupted you, but it's just my thought on. And you said um, keep your also your you know your family safe. Um, so, you know, different culture has different background. And and some people, I asked that question also Dr. Oveneure, and he mentioned his mother um, lives with him, his elderly mother lives with him, and how he, you know, he takes precautions precaution himself, you know, coming from the hospitals and what he does, you know, to protect her. But when you have a large family living together, how do you? How are like? What are some of the suggestions? How are we going to get everybody on board? You know, I mean, obviously, when you have you're like young, 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 and then you got the teenager, whatever, like ages. I've seen like even some of my neighbors here; they have large family living in one household. Do you see that uh, being an issue? where I, – I
1: know. Mm -hmm. I I come from a culture where there's a lot of hugging, kissing, touching. I was uh, talking to my mom earlier, and I kept emphasizing her. I said, please don't go anywhere right now. Stay put where you are and try to avoid as many people as you can. Again, it's about avoiding gatherings that are more than 10 people, uh, by meaning social distances, you should actually maintain a distance of at least six feet from others if you try to go out in public. And emphasize it. Emphasize it with your family that you may be healthy, but what you're actually actually doing is that if you're hit by this virus, you may be an asymptomatic carrier and there's somebody who could be vulnerable who could be affected by you and get sick. You don't want that. It's a ripple effect. It's, in this process, even though you may be healthy and you may tell yourself, oh, I'm not going to be hit by it, I'm going to be okay, you may make other people vulnerable. So the more social distancing we implement these days, the better it is to reduce or minimize the effect of this virus. And again, emphasize, when you meet people, maintain a certain distance, try to avoid crowds of more than 10 people. Stay where you are. Your home is your best home unless you really have to go. Avoid touching your eyes, your face, without with unwashed hands. And uh, avoid... You know, it's, it's really hard to do
2: that, it. yeah? I mean, I, I, I even notice, like, people who are saying
1: it, they actually yeah.
2: do it. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's unconsciously we do. And this is, I think, that you and I on the same page. I mean, and I welcome people to actually check out your books because you, you, you really point out a lot of things as far as, you know, Um, enlightenment and and spiritually, you know, thinking like being more aware, you know, when we are aware, when we are present, when we know exactly, you know, like, first of all, feeding ourselves, that's the most important thing, because it all starts with us, you know, if we have to protect someone else, we have to protect ourselves first, if we have to do all these things start with us, right? So I think, you know, like, what we don't see a lot of, you know, people really trying to teach people how to be a little bit more conscious and aware of everything of themselves, how they feel, what they think. I mean it is we have the right to be scared. This is the scary thing. I don't know if you heard my open air was crying. Maybe I need to change that. Or maybe I just leave it. I was actually emotional in the beginning of the show. Because this is really a scary time. A life be I like to travel. I'm I'm always going and checking out different places and doing things and you know, whether it's business or pleasure. You know, a lot of people feel isolated. A lot of people feeling stressed out. A lot of people are scared. They're nervous. You know, people are telling us to do these things, but it's not easy to do that because we don't do, go back to the basics. Do you agree? I mean, what are some of the basics Absolutely. that we can start doing right now?
1: I, I agree with you. It's a trying time. It's, a, it's basically this is the time where we are trying to survive the odds. Given the circumstances we have, given the limitations we have, given the, uh, the ways we are supposed to cope with this is kind of, you know, we have to stay away from our loved ones. We have to keep our loved ones at distance. And especially sick people, like this morning I was seeing that there was an elderly woman whose family came and wished her happy birthday, like from a distance while she was at home to prevent that spread of being a carrier and not infector. So in these circumstances, the physical limitations are better, but there are a lot of other avenues to get to your family, get to your friends, social media, networking, phone calls, whatever message you can uh, convey to people, your friends, your family. Be proactive. Tell them this will tap. Tell them, tell them to keep doing what CDC guidelines are recommending. Tell them not to buy into the fair. Yes, there is apprehension and genuine concern. But tell them not to look at social media and try to get, you know, bombarded with news, some of which may not even Yeah, be, that's not like, the right place to get information,
2: fear. by the way, people. <laughs> yeah.
1: go to the right resources. And join positive right. blogs. What is... You know, there are two sides of this viral explosion. One, it has... This it it hasn't completely destroyed humanity, but it's suppressing humanity and it's scaring the whole world. But the flip side of it is just looking at the Italians I see them suffering, I see death, I see isolation. My heart breaking
2: for them. Oh my god, yeah!
1: But the beautiful, beautiful message that has come out of all this is somebody who was just probably frustrated sitting in his house, being quarantined in his apartment. He just came out on the balcony and started playing his banjo. And before you knew, people from different apartments joined him. And now we have a different viral explosion. We um, have compassion. We have love. We have people who are depressed. Spirits getting lifted up that there's still hope for humanity. We are not going to give up. Even though we have physical limitations, we have social media, we have other ways to connect with humanity and behave like one, one voice, create an aura which has a ripple effect that will help suppress, help people survive physical, emotional, and social depression. Lift yourself about this. Some people yes unfortunately they have to make harder efforts be there help be there for people and that's what we need to help those people I, I
2: think this is this is what the positive you know share is good for like I feel like since this yeah. whole thing started it shook me up and do I am I angry I'm angry as hell and I can do the same thing and go online on, on all social media platform and then share how I'm upset about this and how whatever this and blame it on this. But the bottom line is it's not solving anything. I know panicking we all panicking, but I always feel like I really encourage and and I know we we are connected on social media and you see all my posts I l- literally do my best to only share positive things because that's what's gonna get us through this. We need to be like more than ever there for each uh, other absolutely. I actually right uh, now I called uh, yeah I called people in in Italy I had I met some people I was just in Italy in in back last year and I met some in, incredible people and these were like just people I just met you know and we shared contact on whatsapp and I called one one of the family and do you have any idea how happy they were to hear from me from a stranger that they only met once you know, in their country that I'm concerned for them and I just want to wish them that they are doing well and their family is doing well.
1: This is what we need to do more of.
2: You know, Absolutely. we need to reach out to, to, to everybody. Something positive coming
1: out from this negative experience. As much as it's causing distress in the world, but people are overcoming um, boundaries, isolation, and behaving like one big world that will watch out for each other. And uh, I I personally am a Strong. I'm a strong believer of hopeful, positive messages. We, I'm a strong believer of this crucial shall pass. Yes, unfortunately, it's a crisis right now. But whatever it takes, people, whatever resources they have, prayers, meditation, sitting silently, hitting a punch back, whatever it takes you to get that frustration out of your way, get it out of your way. Stay calm. Don't detour from your path. The focus is to fight this pandemic one step at a time and write about the water which would help, and, uh, sorry, which would uh, drown us. Say, no, I'm going to overcome this and I'm going to help humanity one human at a time, whatever my contribution is. I will continue to stay positive as a physician my job right now is to serve humanity my my job is to give them uh, give them education my job is to help them cure my job also is to help them overcome the fear of unknown and say hang in there please do this please wear a mask if you're sick please stay away from too many people in the crowd please keep your loved ones safe and please please maintain hygiene and if you take all these Essential CDC emphasizes on. You will find that the Hispanic and chair which has fifty percent of the contribution to this pandemic, will be minimized, and the curve will exponentially go down instead of going up. Yes, unfortunately, there's still fear of unknown, but the fear of unknown should not prevent you from lo- losing hope. You should still be hopeful. You should still stay your ground, you should still keep your head above the water you should still have faith in nature that eventually the right resources, the right people and the right coordination will help us pull out of this and humanity will rise once again above all this and we'll all come out victorious that's my strong belief and that's partly from my faith partly from my optimism and partly from my job that teaches mean to value humanity and take care of humanity no matter what. So
2: please don't give up. So uh, it's, it's, I mean obviously that we all need to do that. Um, I, I'm a big believer also I've done a lot of like a short clip videos on, you know about like you know the fact that we we understand what we're afraid of right You said it's the unknown because we don't know we don't have information and when we when you get so many mixed information, we are in trouble. So that's why yourself, myself, Dr. Apenur, we all talked about get your facts from a place that you know the facts are valid. You know, get your information from websites like the CDC. He also mentioned a couple other, you know, uh, websites, which I have to, again, listen again so I can make sure I make a point of them where, um, you know, you're not getting mixed information because there's a lot of conspiracies out there and a lot of, uh, I call it garbage information out there. So don't feed into this information. You're only going to make things work. Trust me, I understand that you are afraid, and I'm afraid. We're all scared. It's a scary time, and the only time, the only way we can get through this is if we stay above it. And the only Uh, way we can
1: stay above it is we follow the CDC guidelines. Absolutely. Again, I reiterate, go to the evidence-based resources. Don't read too much stuff that's spreading out. Like another virus on social media. Go to your authentic resources. As much as this is a, a scary situation, there are a lot of positive outcomes which people need to promote and talk about. That China has, doesn't have any new negative virus, which I think is a positive sign. A lot of places have found cure and, uh, sorry, not cure, have tried to contain it. They have put emphasis on social distancing and they're doing good. Italy is turning around, hopefully, for better. Other countries are working in collaboration to minimize it. Well, the so numbers
2: at- are going down. I mean, yesterday, China the they number- only had 13. Yesterday, they for 13 cases, new cases. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's an optimistic number. That's a, that is a good, you know, I mean, when it starts to go down, that means we're doing something good.
1: Well the the reason it's going up is because now the CDC the FDA is working exponentially to provide the resources for more tests the more testing we'll have, the more will be detected. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there will be sick, sick people. They could be hopefully healthy than to be asymptomatic carriers. And once those are detected, they will be given strict precautions to maintain uh, quarantine or social distancing until they are cleared of that virus and hopefully not affect people who have immunosuppression or who are vulnerable. And this, this well, let applies me ask. to
0: everybody. Okay.
1: This applies to everybody. The young kids, the adults, and the older generation. The young kids or the younger generation may think, oh, it's not going to affect me because I was told older generations are affected by it.
2: That's actually one of the questions that
1: came in. But
2: but I want to ask you that question because it came (laughs) in. I know. I'm, I'm talking over you, but. We, we try to no, get as because people have a hard time getting logged into the, to the, to calling in the number. So I'm I'm trying to answer a lot of the questions here that coming in through. Now, one of the questions that I have here can you be a carrier and not have the disease? I mean, uh, actually oh, get, get yes, sick?
1: Absolutely. It's called an asymptomatic carrier. I mean, depends on what your fighting body's fighting capacity is. They could be, that's why when people test positive but they're fairly healthy, like you've seen a lot of celebrities have been tested positive, they're just told to go into quarantine and stay away from other people so that they don't implement the virus on other people who could be vulnerable and get sick because of that uh, that virus. So yes, you can be an asymptomatic carrier, means you may not be sick, but you have to quarantine yourself and maintain that social distance so that other people are not affected by it. And hopefully, it'll pass. And uh, you may. So be able the to safe back. call, I guess, I'm, I'm, I'm for this. I think uh, Dr. Nour said that
2: too, um, if I remember him talking about it. So you need to assume that you are a carrier. That everybody should think to themselves that they could be a carrier. That what you're saying basically, and that we have to take a precaution. Mm-hmm
1: yeah I actually you cut it off
2: uh can you check your your phone okay,
1: yeah, I'm here. Can you hear
2: me? oh okay you are back you're back yeah, I no you're back so I, I guess the question was um that I was asking my curiosity was so uh, so assuming that everybody is a carrier, we have to take a precaution, basically, don't assume that you're not, yeah,
1: hello.
2: Yes, I, I can hear you. So do you do you agree with that? I mean, do you feel like, you know, that would be probably a step forward to just to be on the safe side to assume that you could be a carrier and just prevent that from spreading?
1: Yes. For now, unfortunately, as much as uh, they're trying to expedite uh, the kit to be available to the mass, um I think people should maintain social distancing not knowing if they are carriers or not and uh, not knowing, uh, you know, if they have the virus or have contacted uh, a virus. So definitely prevention, prevention, prevention is the key. And the preventive measures, of course, are gaining hygiene, maintaining social distancing, avoiding excessive crowds avoiding sick contacts and trying to be protective by maintaining, uh, like trying to wear a mask if you have flu-like symptoms but uh, are not suggestive of possible virus. So, whatever- let, let,
2: let me ask you about the mask thing. The mask thing is kind of, okay, so we need to leave it to the professional. But the other day I was at the post office, and, you know, at the post office you have to be like face-to-face, kind of like in front of them. So I had, years ago actually, I had bought a, a whole case of uh, carbon something mask. You know, they're not N95. And one of the ladies, she said, Oh, those don't do anything. If it's not N95, you're not going to be protected. Well, is that really
1: true? Can you just well, cover your mouth and nose and are, not spread uh, it? Today's, today's CDC had a new guideline that, again, if you don't have any symptoms, if you're just a carrier, you can wear the regular mask. And again, I don't want to give you the fact that's my fact. Uh, the best resources would be to go back to CDC guidelines and follow up their updated measures. We okay. this is told, uh Be as physicians at told. Like today's CDC guidelines came that if you're an asymptomatic carrier but you're healthy, you don't have the illness, you can still perform your task. Of course, you have to take the necessary precautions. In our situations, we in the hospital have to wear that N95 fitted mask. Because we are in the front line, we are the people who are in touch with people who are sick. So we have to take so the keep it For you
2: guys, absolutely, right? But, right.
1: Uh, but, uh, um, Matt, so I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you, you, I mean, if, if you feel like you're sick or have flu-like symptoms, but are not... Specific, oh, no, no, I, I was just trying to protect myself from other
2: people so they not breathe on. it on me. You know what I mean? Like, I had it on because I didn't want, like, close contact. Do you follow me? Like, I didn't want to have somebody yeah. so close to me and I'm talking to them and they breathe it on me. Like, I, that's what, the reason I put it on. Um, Obviously, you know, I mean, of course, you know, protect myself and protect others as well. But I just felt like, you know, maybe we all should be nose and mouth if we can not necessarily with a a mask if we don't have it it's hard to find Mm -hmm.
1: we all need to be aware we all need to be in an awareness mode of maintaining hygiene maintaining distance maintaining caution whatever necessary precautions need to be made and again um, go to CDC guidelines and follow their criteria if you have suspicions and follow what their recommendations and please take the necessary help whenever needed.
2: That is absolutely um, true. So,
1: here's a couple of the questions I'm going to ask
2: you. I know we're getting um, close to the end of the hours, but I extended it a little bit. Okay, so one of the questions that came here, which I think you answered it. Um, but it said, recent data seems to indicate those between the ages of 20 and 40 can end up on a respirator as a result of the COVID-19. Um, again,
1: it's a very Is broad that true? statement. Again, it's a very broad statement. Previously, they were saying that people about 50 are more vulnerable compared to a younger crowd. But today, they said CDC guidelines said that Again, as the younger generation may be resilient, but they have reported cases where people between 20 to 40 have also been affected. Again, not knowing what their other comorbidities or illnesses are. So they are saying that even even, the category between 20 to 40 should maintain vigilance and be extra cautious because let's say there's a 20-year-old who's young, who's healthy, uh, he may be an asymptomatic carrier and may be resilient and may bounce back, but he will be a carrier for a 20-year-old who may be immunosuppressed, who makes that makes that guy vulnerable to illness. Vulnerable, and right? Or has a likelihood of uh, e- either dying. So or So, what kind of advice you give younger generation who may so, not yeah. be
2: so concerned?
1: Absolutely. The, newer, the younger generation, they need to be as vigilant as people about 50. They need to maintain social distancing. They need to maintain hand hygiene. They need to avoid excessive gatherings. Maybe that's another reason why the schools have closed, why online. And they need to find out other ways to stay active because this younger crowd, they are like a lot dependent on social media. They need to find out resources of how to prevent this pandemic. They are equally in this race in prevention as older generation are because they can be vulnerable in different ways too. So everybody needs to take the necessary precautions. It's, it's, I guess what uh, I'm getting from you and Dr. Abunur
2: as follows. Uh, this virus has, is, does not discriminate against race, culture, age, <laughs> background, doesn't discriminate it 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 could be it could affect anyone at any time so the best advice is the prevention is to take the measurement to follow the cdc line and then to take you know precaution and assuming that if you you know i mean just knowing that you know you could possibly be a carrier and then just prevent it from spreading um, this is not to scare anyone. I think there is enough information out there that is scaring people than what we say in here. But all I'm just saying, and Dr. Sadiq, if, I'm, uh, if correct me if I'm, I'm mistaken here, that you're saying is prevention is our best medicine right now.
1: And um, I'm, I'm sure Dr. Abunur gave enough emphasis of what all to do from a medical point of view. I would like to end with the, with the spiritual side of it. Like, it's a small, small, tiny, minuscule, invisible virus that has shaken the whole world. And right now, that like you rightfully said, it has jumped all borders, all religions, all races, rich, poor, the arrogant, the humble, the selfish people, the selfless people, nobody is exempt from this virus so maybe it's a reality check for us humans to be humble to be compassionate to stop discrimination stop uh, uh, you know uh, segregation and rise above and think of it as humanity being uh, attacked by this minuscule virus and it's time to be humble compassionate be there for each other and help prevent mindful from getting worse and let humanity
2: thrive. So yeah, that is so true. I mean, it was like the three S's: three S. You know, try to eliminate sugar from your diet again. Uh, try to avoid stress. I mean, it's hard right now to avoid stress, so find a way to cope with stress. Um, also, sleep. You know, I mean, we know sleep is a huge problem for a lot of people. We know that many people. I mean, I have friends who told me they don't get more than four or five hours of sleep, and they say, "Oh, I can function okay." But how important are these things that I just mentioned, you know, um, to get us over this too?
1: Can you try again
2: your headset, honey? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no. Sorry to start. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need to. We need to try whatever coping mechanisms work for us. Like I said, I mean, if you want to join groups, uh, please join groups. Please join uh, whatever groups are helpful in whatever possible way. Um, okay. Uh please see uh, whatever works for you.
2: Okay. And Okay, you need um, to go. I know, I hear you. So I I, I want to thank you. I really, truly want to thank you. And we're still going to, hopefully, hey, 10 years anniversary is going to be a huge one. So maybe we'll do this in person. <laughs> we'll do a big, big celebration next year when everybody's healthy and we can all get together and celebrate and, and, and celebrate our surviving 2020, uh, you know, pandemic, the COVID-19. Um I do want to thank you for taking the time again, um, Dr. Sadiq. I really appreciate you. Appreciate all your effort, all all that you do out there. And stay healthy, you know. And I I don't know what else to tell you. Anything else you would you like to share before you leave?
1: Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep. We will meet. We will survive. This too shall pass. We will rise once again. And like you said, we'll celebrate in person. And humanity will rise about this. And keep your chin up and don't give up. Use whatever helpful resources thank you. you have to let the bridge pass. And God bless you. Strong. God
2: bless you and keep you safe, too. Okay, thank you thank so much. You so much. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you so much. Well, my dear friends and everybody's listening to the show, I really appreciate you being here, and uh, I hope you share the show. The show will be archived and also available for you to listen at any time. You can go to the link that was shared, um, whether you get the link, or you can go to our website at yourlifenow.info and uh, listen to the episode. You can download it and listen to it. It's free. I'm not, okay, I'm not charging you for it, so listen to it, share it. You can also go to iTunes at the podcast section, and also listen and download. The show is available on a lot of different platforms, including iHeart, TuneIn Radio, um, Stitcher app. So let's keep it simple. Let's keep it, you know, um, mindful. Um, Any information that you need, go to get your fact together. Make sure that you receive information from the correct places, um, like right now with this this crisis, with this human this attack on us the humanity, the best place for us to get our, our fact information is the CDC website. You heard Dr. Abunur saying that. You heard Dr. Sadiq saying that. And I am adding this. Make sure you have facts, not just news and information. Minimize your exposure to the news because, you know, we already know it's not a good thing happening right now. You already know we have a problem. But the only way we can make this problem sort of start to go down and get better is for us to follow the CDC guidelines, social separation, making sure if you are feeling any symptoms that you take a precaution, you know, so you're not spreading it to someone else. Be conscious of how you feel. I am not a doctor, and I'm not playing one. I, just, I am just a human being, just like you, who trying to stay safe and trying to get through this. And I know this will pass. I know we're going to get over- overcome this. There is no doubt about it. There is absolutely no doubt about it. But we need to stick together. We need to work together to make this possible. Much luck to all. Stay healthy. <laughs> stay well. And please use whatever methods that help you. Um, kind of relaxed and calm. Like right now, I'm like a little on the edge because I really, this is a very um, touchy subject for me, as far as like you know, emotionally. Because I really don't like to see anybody being you know hurt or you know not feeling good. Um, I want my life back. I know you want your life back, and we shall get our life back. But the only way we back if we work together. So let's make this possible. Let's flatten the curve. Let's get over, overcome this together. Please, please. And if you need any more resources or if you want anything that I could be of service to you, please make sure you reach out. I can reach out. You know, you can, uh, from the website, from the page, the yourlifenowpage.info, yourlifenow.info, and send me a, a message. Let me know if you want me to call you. Do you want to call me or schedule a meeting? I would be more than happy to do that. So until then. Much love. Much love to all. Thank you so much for being. Here.